there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Let's Ready do it. This? Are, are we recording? Yep. Okay. We show our. Okay. Let's do it. Got our palates cleansed. Um, made sure the noses were blown. <laughs> so <laughs> it was December and allergies are very. Well, it's very... December, but it's really like seventh spring. Oh, true. Because it was 80 degrees on Friday. That's true. That was insane. It was super dumb. Yeah. So, whatever. We should be having like 25 degree days. Where's our snow? Anyways. It's fine. Okay. Everything's it's fine. fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. Shanna. Shy. Today, I would like to talk to you um, about the murders of Skyla Whitaker Taylor Pascal Placker <gasps> and Ashley Taylor. Oh, three. Okay. Okay. I wasn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I do want to also say this is, this does concern children um, being murdered. So if this is triggering for anyone, please um, skip. skip this, <laughs> skip this episode. Just hit Marcus played. It's yep. fine. I do it all the time. It's fine. It's fine. Yep. So um, if you, um, news feeds that I want to cite for you because I there was a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Um. So of course the Oklahoman. We love the Oklahoman. Like yeah. you are our source for almost everything. People. This made it to people. Yeah, it did. This made it to Forbes. Sure. Um. The Okima News Leader. Oh, God also, bless him. And Tulsa World. Okay. Tulsa World is also a really oh, good source. Really good. And KTUL too. I think is a um, out of that Tulsa area. So. Love it. We uh, Is the sound okay? Yeah. We, we doing okay? Yeah. Okay. So. I want to talk to you about these murders and how the murder of these two precious little girls would become one of the biggest investigations the o- OSBI had ever seen. Yeah. 900 leads. Yeah. 650 interviews. Yeah. And 800 pieces of evidence that led to one man. Yeah. I did not, like, did not. There was some of this. I I very much felt like you at one point where I almost went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. When it came to the weapon used. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot with mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, I will kind of discuss it a little. Um, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because it. The only thing I'm going to say is I didn't realize when guns were out of commission in police departments that some police departments sell those guns. Yeah. Did it. I uh-huh. I thought they just... Burn them? Disposed of on, them. Put them on a burn pile somewhere? No. Yeah. No, they sell them. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, not very many of them do now, but for the longest time they did. Yeah. So it was very prevalent during this time. So, um, so... One afternoon in June of 2008 okay. would become a grandparent's worst nightmare. Yeah. When Peter Placker would find the bodies of Skyla Whitaker, age 11, and his granddaughter daughter Taylor Pascal Placker, age 13, on the side of a country road only a half a mile from his home. Yeah, they were not far away no. from where they started. Not at all. Mm-mm. No. So both Skyla and Taylor were fairly new to the area, I found out. They had both moved to this area within a, um, a year of each other. And the area of Okmulgee County, specifically in Walitka, there's 
lots of little towns in that mm-hmm. area. So a lot of these towns, if you're not familiar with like rural Oklahoma, there are some small towns, they all kind of congregate to one school system. Yeah, they have they have uh, joint school mm-hmm. systems yes. like Sharon Mutual mm-hmm. and, yeah, you know, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Like two towns will either put a school building somewhere between them mm-hmm. or they opt to use a school building that exists in one of the towns and just bus right. kids from yes. the other town. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of we consolidated. Up, yes, that's they it. Call it a, <laughs> yeah. Now, they call it. Yeah, they call it consolidated. Little. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank We're you. good with words. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Other times, I get very anxious and vaclept, and I can't make words. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. So this is one of those instances. There was a, a lot of smaller towns all came to one school. It was the Graham. Um, high school, middle school, grade school, like this one school. Um, They, like I said, they were both fairly new. Both became cheerleaders. Oh, So they were the cutest. Both Taylor and Skyla loved animals. Anywhere Skyla went, her little family of cats and her goat followed her. (gasps) I know. I'm just, I loved that Uh, story. This story ruins me every time Mm -hmm. I read about it. Yeah, and I want to get, I'll get to why in here in just a second, why it ruins me. Taylor also loved animals and was known for rescuing turtles trying to cross the road. So every time (sighs) she was like, nope, stop, pull over. Same girl. Let me just. Because if you run over turtles intentionally, you're a bad human being. That's true. That's my opinion. Intentionally. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you swerve to hit it any animal that yeah. there's something very wrong with you and you might want to see a therapist. Agreed. So just the cutest little best friends. They had been at Taylor's house for a sleepover the night before. And I'm sure sleepovers are a huge thing here in the city. But when you're in rural Oklahoma and one of your friends lives in the country, yes, as we always it's called the it, best. it was the best because you went out to the country. You and, get to feed the goats. Uh, you, you get know, to feed the cows. You get to do maybe ride horses yeah, and do all the things that you don't get to do in town. Wander on land yeah. where no one else what You just hung out, like explored all the things. It always seemed like there were 12,000 things to do. Always. You could always find something to do. Or you didn't have stuff to do in town. Endless dirt roads to walk on. Yep. And we did it. We were free-range kids of the 80s, and we did it. Yeah. And I think that's why this was so – this was a big – Because they were still free-ranging. They were still free-ranging, and they they just wanted to explore and just heartbreaking. So at around – Five o'clock, June 8th, they decided to go for a walk um, down, you know, just along the dirt roads as we did as little rural Oklahoma kids. Um, At about 5.30, Taylor's grandmother called to check on them. They called Taylor's cell Mm -hmm. to check on them and got no answer. So she was like... Peter, let's go. Let's go look for the girls. Yeah. And at 5.30, Peter discovers both girls um, on the side of the road. They had been shot a total of 13 times. Jesus. And the bullet casings were present on the scene. They were all there. They were all there. Jesus. The weapons that were used were a 40 caliber pistol and a 22 caliber gun. Okay. Okay. Initial investigation thought they maybe interrupted a crime in progress and that more than likely there were two killers. Which makes sense with two different guns. <laughs> yes. But also, you might want to add... Two handgun calibers that are extremely common mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. A yes. twenty-two caliber and a forty 
are extremely common in Oklahoma. Yes. And I'll, I'm going to, there's a little tidbit. I didn't know about this case while I was reading it. So in August of 2008, the medical examiner released the autopsy report that showed the girls had been shot 13 times. The OSBI decided to then reach out to registered owners of 40 caliber handguns sure. to see if they would voluntarily submit their weapons to be tested. Sure. Okay. 60 letters were sent for this area. Right. And 40 owners actually submitted their guns. Good for them. I know. Like, way to go, guys. Yeah. And those are just the ones that are registered that they know about. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the case went cold. Yeah. Um, Well, not for the lack of trying, though. Like, the OSBI local, like, they wanted this case We were hearing about it all the time. You remember, like, there were always news stories about it. Even years down the road, there were news stories about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. They had, um, I mean, constant reports of, you know, there were several suspects that they were looking at. And at one time, they also released the grandmother's 911. Oh, God, no. Mm -mm. I, 911 calls are so jarring for me because I can I can talk about, I can listen to crime podcast books. Like I can read the books. I can listen to the books to hear an actual victim and their obvious state on a 911 is gut-wrenching for me. And yeah. so, and I, I made myself listen to this 911 and it, her poor grandmother. Yeah. I just, oh, I'm, it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. So. No. Yes. The case, as you were saying, so much attention, it gained national attention. Yeah. So Matt, um, excuse me, so much that when a memorial garden was built outside of the school that the girls attended, a lot of the material was donated by a man from Ohio who just, like, felt the need. He was like, this is... That's nice. Heartbreaking, and, you know, I just want to, you know, give all these, uh, donate all this material. And a bird bath donated by a woman from Arkansas. Okay. So, a lot of people knew about it. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to fast forward a little couple of years, few years, um, this case would become seriously bizarre uh-huh. when in 2011, okay, so three, three years, years later, okay. a young woman by the name of Ashley Taylor would go missing. Okay. Okay. Ashley Taylor, 23, around 2009, so a year after... Um, Skyla and Taylor passed or were murdered. She started dating a man by the name of Kevin Sweat. Right. Okay. Yep. The two had known each other since high school, but only started dating a few years later. Okay. Okay. In 2009. Court records showed that one afternoon... Uh, Ashley and a friend were playing with a Ouija board and asking the spirit they contacted to go fly over to Kevin and tell him to call us. Kevin called 15 minutes later, called Ashley 15 minutes later and told her he had liked her for a while. (sighs) I can't. Yeah, so I'm. Mm, I'm a no on so all of that. Mm, yeah, mm, mm. and it's not for like any religious reason. It's just for like straight up terrified. It's, it's bad juju. Yeah, I feel some sort of way about a Ouija board, and I don't know why because I've never had any experience with it at all. But I am 
freaking terrified yep. of Ouija boards. So I've played with them a couple of times, and it is literally terrifying. Yeah, I'm a no on that. Yeah. So. Whew. So Kevin Sweat, 25, also from Okmulgee Ock- uh, County. Mm-hmm. Not I. There's not much really to say about this piece of human garbage, um, really. It's so, fine if you just call him a piece of human garbage. Yeah, I, he, I'm fine with that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, typical sociopath. Like to draw satanic pictures. Like to write about killing people. Loved violence. Um, had joke to coworkers about shooting people. So yeah, he's he's just piece of garbage like no did anyone take him seriously at all i'm i want to say no obviously i really i want to say like oh he's just like has a lot of anger issues yeah obviously yeah um a friend of ashley's did tell investigators that kevin and ashley Loved the movie Natural Born Killers. Right. But more for the nomadic lifestyle that was portrayed. And had talked about getting married on a bridge like Juliet um, Lewis and Woody Harrelson's characters had. Okay. And Kevin had even bought them both matching rings like the ones in the movie. So very much a very important movie for them okay okay that's you know what some people feel like the notebook speaks to them Mm -hmm. and these people thought natural born killers was speaking to them in some sort of romantic way i think this was more kevin thing to be honest because he's fucking lunatic what did she see in him do you think and again not victim blaming at all just curious right. super curious and there what the attraction was there if he was such a i honestly idiot. there's all the reports that i read even interviews with her father that i'm going to talk about here in a minute nothing said oh well this personality trait like was very she loved him because yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah, there was no. It was just like, just like some sort of attraction. But yeah. okay, yeah. whatever. Carry on. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was also found that Sweat had a blog under an anonymous name, Giuseppe Morgan. <laughs> okay. Which I don't. I whatever. Don't whatever, bro. Random. Whatever your alter ego is. But Giuseppe, I mean, listen, who are we to judge a sociopathic killer? I don't know. <laughs> who are we to judge who your our alter ego is? Who's your alter ego? I'm not even interesting enough to have one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one either. <laughs> I have enough of a hard time, like, keeping the things in my own brain straight. I don't even know how I would, like, mm-hmm. conceptualize an alter ego, and then half of the time roll with that personality. No. (laughs) I'm not being But whatever. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, this blog was littered with an obsession with guns, knives, the apparent suicide of his brother in 2007, just all sorts of violence. <gasps> Do you think his brother actually committed suicide? Uh, just wait for it. Okay. Wait all, for right, it. all right. All right. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And in May 2010, he posted that his engagement to Ashley was a big mistake. Okay. I mean, yeah, on her part. Yeah. Not hit. I mean. Yeah. Okay. She's just. Whatever. So it it would even get to the point where he would later run into a former classmate in the area that he hadn't seen in years and basically tell this guy that he wanted to get out of town, like he was selling all these things so he could get out of town. He wanted to get away from his girlfriend, that he felt trapped by his girlfriend. He had tried to break it off and that she wouldn't let go. And I'm like, can you imagine what this poor dude, 
that hadn't seen sweat in years was like, um, good to see you too, buddy. Uh, you know what? Hope you're doing well. Like, what the fuck? Let me just put out. Uh, let uh, me just put out a, um, I don't know, life hack, I guess. Uh-huh. Whatever. Um, whether it's the girl that is checking you out at the grocery store, like the grocery store checker, mm-hmm. or a person from high school that you have not seen in years, no one wants to know your whole life story when they say, hey, how are you today? Right. They literally just want you to answer, great, how are you? Yes. And then cease all communication. And that's it. That's all they're looking for. They're not even looking for you to be like, oh, well, I think I'm getting the flu. Nobody gives a shit. No one. Never. If they are not a member of your immediate life Mm -hmm. and they ask you how you are today, the only appropriate response is, great, how are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. That's a life hack. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm. I think a lot of people need to hear that. Because we all know those people that will, like, go up to the grocery store checker and she's like, how are you doing today? And then you're 30 minutes into your sob story and there's 52 people behind you in line. Like, she only asked how you were doing Uh to be polite. Yeah. The poor checker She doesn't care. I really have to do my job now. Yeah. Don't put that burden on people you don't know. No, ever. That's... That's a whole thing. Never, ever. Sweet Jesus. That poor guy. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, go ahead. So, so this guy is regretting ever running into yes, yes, sweat. Yes, he, he really did. So from what I understand, Ashley's family friends believed differently. They thought they were still in love, like they were engaged, obviously going to be married at some point. Um, But... She didn't initially tell her parents at first when they first started dating. Never really said why. And I don't know if it's because they knew he was a psycho. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. So. In a small town? Yeah. Probably know. I mean, you kind of know in small towns like that. But when she finally did, her parents were like, well, then bring him over. Let's meet him. You know, that, that type of thing. So... When uh, introduced to Ashley's mother and father, Faye and Michael Taylor, Kevin was able to connect with Michael over guns. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing here. So Uh it is what it is. And when Kevin and Ashley showed up, Michael, typical small town father. I loved this part. I really did because it's so something our family would have. They Michael had his Glock 22 40 caliber out on the table cleaning it. Sure. Yes. As like, you do. I will 100% use this on you son and not be afraid to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little toxic, but it's it's, it's just what happens here, honestly. It's it just is what, what it happens, is. especially in rural Oklahoma. Like, yep. we want to get our, you know. If you pick a girl up for her first date and Poppy or Grandpappy isn't sitting on the front porch with their 12-gauge, yeah, it just kind of, I mean. Yeah. It just happens. It kind of is what it is. Like yeah. I said, it's it's a little toxic, but. <laughs> the gun culture is real here. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. They they wanted to them to know real quick that they weren't playing around pretty yeah, much. Yeah, which. Right? Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, at one point, Kevin noted that, or told Michael, that you can actually shoot 9mm shells through a forty caliber Glock. And also walked him through how to make a proper silencer. Jesus Christ. I mean. <clears throat> so. <sighs> he then starts talking about his desire to become a police officer in the area. Yikes. I'm like, this is screaming sociopath at this point. Like, yeah, but we've all met those dudes. Well, I've definitely met those dudes that are, like, gun-obsessed lunatics, like, full-blown fucking lunatics, Mm -hmm. and either their dream is to 
be in the military or be a cop because they think they're going to have unfettered access to weapons. They think they're going to get to play God a little bit. God complex going. And by the time they get into an agency or try to get into an agency and have to go through all the testing and everything like that, they're like, uh, yeah, no, nobody. Yeah. You're not mentally cut out for this. you cannot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. It was. So, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Well, Michael, being a first responder in the area, told him he would make some calls. (laughs) So, (laughs) any initial red flags that probably were raised, um, you know, they were quickly put away when... Obviously, he started talking about wanting to become a police officer, first responder, and that he noticed how happy Ashley was. Okay. So, precious dad. Like, he just wanted his daughter to be happy. Ruin me. I know. So, over time, though, they did notice um, a change in Ashley once she moved in with Kevin, and she became distant. Okay. So, typical abusive Mm. behavior. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All the red flags, and it's just... At the very least, emotional abuse, if not physical. 100%. 100%. So, July 5th, 2011. Okay. Faye, Ashley's mom, receives a call from Ashley, letting her know... That she and Kevin were going to Louisiana to elope. Okay. Okay. Faye met with them later that day and noticed again that Ashley was acting different the minute Kevin came over. Like she completely shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the phone, she was super excited. Like, we're going to go get married. I need all of these, you know, documents so that we can. And and Faye had went over to give her these documents and to kind of, you know, talk with them about it. Okay. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When by July 29th, no one had heard from Ashley, mm-hmm. a missing persons report was filed. Did he... Was he back around that area? Yes. Yep. Never yes. left or just? They don't know. Okay. They just noticed he was there and she was not. Because he probably, like, I'm feeling like loner vibes from him. Mm-hmm. So he probably didn't have a whole lot of friends or like a tight knit circle of anything, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. No. So calls were made to Ashley Cell. Kevin Sell both had been disconnected. Ooh. So her parents couldn't get a hold of her or him. Like, no communication. And this was three and a half weeks mm-hmm. after that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. okay. So this next part, this is why you gotta love a small town in in Oklahoma, and I'm sure other states as well, but this is such an Oklahoma small town thing. Ashley's parents, along with 20 of their friends, headed to Ashley and Kevin's apartment after getting word that he was there. Yeah. Okay. That sounds super familiar. Okay. Okay. (sighs) This is my favorite part. Their friends noticed him trying to leave the apartment complex. Uh-huh. So they positioned their cars around his to box him in. Yes. Yes. Loved it. Loved. Loved, love. Like. Yes. Yep. Like, buddy, no. Yeah. You They're can't. not physically threatening him. Nope. They're not doing anything to mm-hmm. harm him. They're nope. simply preventing him from leaving that location in his automobile. Yep. They are not doing anything else. Nope. They are no simply threats. physically preventing him from leaving that location in his car. Correct. Correct. Good for them. Good yep. for them. Love it. Okay. Yep. I like to think that we have a crew that would do that too. Like we have a big enough family friend circle zone that would do that if if and when the occasion arrived. 
we don't live there anymore but i love that you think that way yeah but i love that for you i mean um they held him like he was held there they held him in his car right boxed in right until ashley's father showed up sure did he bring his clock that's all i'm asking Mm mm-hmm um, one report says that one of these individuals, while waiting for the father to show up, said, and I, and I quote, you probably did something to my cousin Ashley and those two elite good girls and something to your brother, too. I agree with all of that mm-hmm. assessment. Whoever that person is right. should go be an FBI agent, yep. probably. Yep. Sweat's response? I didn't kill my brother. End quote. Oh, but okay, alrighty, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was that's all he had. That was his own. Yep, yeah, I would take that as an omission of guilt, but that's Same. okay. Um, mm-hmm. pretty fine. sure they did too. Okay, so once Ashley's father did show up, he asked Sweat what he did with his daughter. Right. His response. Sweat's response was, I suppose I'm going to get blamed for this like I did the two Walitka girls. Which, there was never, it was, it was a cold case. Uh Uh Okay, go ahead. Then Ashley's father responds, I'm going to the OSBI. As you should. Mm -hmm. And cops arrived. Michael told him what all was happening. Ashley's father, Sweat, was arrested. Right. Mm-hmm. So, when questioned about Ashley, uh-huh. he gave a few different stories. As they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. The first was, when returning from Louisiana, they got in an argument and Ashley told him to get out of the car. And that was the last time he'd seen her. Returning from Louisiana, did they get married in Louisiana then? Because they went there to elope, Mm -hmm. right? Right. There's no record of, there's nothing in any report that says there was actually a marriage ever took place. Okay. Full of shit. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Next, he admits to telling Ashley they weren't going to get married, and Ashley hit him. Okay. He then threw a knife at her. Which she used to cut herself. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. That's made up, but okay. Next, he tells authorities that he had slit her throat and thrown her into a lake in Henrietta. Why would he go all the fucking way to Henrietta to throw her in a lake? I don't know. From, wow. Okay. Right. Um... No. But However, okay. Kevin's father's property was searched, and I couldn't find what led them to actually going to his father's property, like to Kevin's father's property. I couldn't. Maybe find he just that. had a big acreage or something. Maybe and they were just like, "Well, might as well." Yeah, it's a good place to look. Yeah. So while there, they did stumble across a burn pile. Ugh. Yes. Okay. And soon found human remains, women's clothing, eyeglasses, and spent bullet casings. Did she wear glasses then? Yes. Okay. Ashley did wear glasses. Okay. Um, authorities did believe the remains were Ashley's. They had to go through that whole process. Right. Um, but they did believe they were Ashley's. And the bullet casings would soon be a match to the casings found next to Skyla and Taylor's bodies. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and this is where I almost went down that rabbit hole with the gun yeah. part because it was at one time owned by a Baltimore police officer. Oh, okay. This this 40 Glock. So somehow it made it through the channels. Mm -hmm. Did you might be getting to this? And if you are, you can tell me to shut the fuck up. But um, 
was the gun actually registered or was this like a private purchase type thing? Um, it was a private purchase. This individual, one one article I saw said that he bought it off a, a police officer at a McDonald's drive-thru. So I don't know. I don't know. I do know that at one point, Michael's... Ashley's dad, Michael, Mm -hmm. had asked him when they first met, remember this was in 2009. Right. Hey, did you get a letter about your Glock? Uh, When they sent out the letters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, no, mine's a nine millimeter. That was his response to that. But it was really a 40. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, so kind of con- hmm. contradicted himself and saying, hey, I've got a Glock. Did you know you could? You could put 9mm bullets through the forty cal. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. when he was asked, okay. oh, so did you get a letter? He was like, oh, no, I've got a 9mm. So, and his, her poor dad, it finally clicked after. After all that. All this. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if he did get a letter. He was just one of the 20 that didn't show up. I think so. For that. I think so. And they... Obviously didn't follow up with it, but, I mean, how could, like, they didn't have anything to go on at that point. But, right. Um, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So, when questioned about Skyla and Taylor, he did admit that he was on that road. And while driving that road, saw two monsters coming towards him. So, he stopped... And shot them. Okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever. So a lot of people were like, okay, this is him trying to kind of gain. Like disassociate himself from it. Yeah. Yeah. Like. So he soon, though, told investigators that Ashley had threatened to tell authorities that he killed Skyla and Taylor if he ever left her. Do you think she actually knew? I or don't. do you think she like found out and was like, yeah, I'm gonna go tell someone and he killed her? I think that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I I really do. Just knowing, just from the articles like I've read um with her parents, I it doesn't sound like she's the type of person that'd be like, oh, I'll keep this crazy secret for you. I just don't I don't wanna think that she did. I think that she probably was like, I'm gonna I don't know how anyone could keep that secret for a boyfriend or a husband or anything like that, but that's and that's why I'm like I just don't think she could. Um, so due to the whole two monster statement and him waiving his Miranda rights when he was arrested, he just started singing like a jaybird. Right, right, right. Um, his defense stated that Sweat could possibly be autistic, and so they wanted a psych evaluation done to see if he was. Able to stand trial. Okay. Okay. So it was done, and he was completely competent to stand trial. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a crazy killer. Okay. So in May of 2013, Sweat and his attorneys request a combined trial. For all three? For all three. Jesus. Okay. Yes. So combined trials are not common, Mm. but when his court-appointed attorney was asked, she stated it is in Sweat's best interest to tell a complete story in both defenses at one time. Fucking yikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Red flags. Red flags. Mm -hmm. So many red flags. Okay. So with them being combined, if a jury were to acquit Sweat... Uh He would be protected under double jeopardy. Yep. And the state couldn't try him for either murders. Yep. So. Yep. Nice little way to play that. Yep. Yeah. So All they had to find was doubt on one side and in one of the murders. Yep. He. Yep. Yep. Red flags. So many red flags. All the red flags. Mm -hmm. They they were trying all the things to get him somehow acquitted of these murders. I don't remember this at all. I remember when he was... Um, charged or whatever, but I don't remember the whole trial situation at all. Yeah. Well, soon, 
um, I say soon, a year later, so July of 2014, Sweat then waves his right to a jury trial and <gasps> pleads guilty to the murders of Skyla, Taylor, and Ashley. Okay. Why? Why? Why, you might ask, Shan? Why? Did they tell him that if he pled guilty, he wouldn't get the death penalty? No. They actually, prosecutors had new evidence that the murders of Skyla and Taylor were actually revenge killings. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yep. Prosecutors had real good evidence that he did this as retaliation. For what? I'm about to tell you. They were babies. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Yeah, just because he's a sick fuck. I don't remember any of this, mm-hmm. but I had a baby mm-hmm. at that time, so that yes. might be why. Yeah, you were kind of dealing with all that. It's fine. So, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Notes, notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, if the case did go to trial, three of the state's witnesses would prove that the killings of Skyla and Taylor were in retaliation for Sweat's brother who overdosed in 2007. Remember this the suspected suicide in 2007? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Two of the witnesses were former coworkers of Sweat who would testify that Sweat had openly talked about his disdain for the Placker family and that the Plackers had been supplying his brother with drugs before he before his death, stating that Sweat didn't feel like his brother's overdosed, like his brother overdosed or committed suicide, but was actually given bad drugs that led to the brother's death. Okay. Okay. Got a little more for you. All right. The next witness was actually one of the plackers. I'm not going to give full names. They have them in the Oklahoma article. I just feel weird about it. Yeah. But um, this placker family member that was accused of giving these drugs to the brother, what in fact they were, excuse me, would testify that they were in fact selling drugs at that time. Uh-huh. And bringing in around $150 to $200, $200 a day and expected this person to admit they were selling to Sweat's brother. Okay. Okay. So, motive. Okay. Okay. So, because he waived his right to a jury trial. Right. Judge, judge took it and was like. Okay, yeah, you're guilty. Yes, thank you for pleading. Have a great life. Have a great life. So, a few months later, October 2014, just before his sentencing hearing, he attacked his own attorney with a razor. Oh, that's not a good look. Mm -mm. That is not a good look at all. Mm -mm. So, while this attorney was, I'm obviously quite shaken, like who wouldn't be? Because they literally just went into a meeting room to have a meeting. Yeah. Sweat was like, I want to join this meeting. Cool. Bring him in. They unshackle him. And he just goes, uh, like, just goes berserk. In front of the attorneys and the two officers that were escorting him. What did he think was going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Shannon. Maybe they were hoping he would, they would, like, the cops would shoot him. Yeah. Like, suicide by cop. I don't yeah. know. Just speculating. I I honestly think it was another ploy for the insanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Um, But, okay. So the attorney, little superficial wounds. I mean, still scary as fuck, but you have to go to the hospital. Um, After the officers got him under control, they did a, a very thorough search of Kevin's person. To make sure he didn't have anything else. Um, put him back in his shackles and sent him to the courtroom. Fuck. Okay. 
where he tries to make a formal written request to withdraw his guilty plea in sir, all three murders. Sir, no, sir, no. Yes. <clears throat> Stating that he had no choice in the initial guilty plea and that his attorneys were ignoring evidence he suggested. So, this precious judge, Lawrence Parrish, read it, had it filed with the court clerk's office, then proceeded to hand down three life sentences without the possibility of parole Good. for Kevin Sweat. Good. Yes. He is now serving all of those sentences. Good. In McAllister. Good. Insane. Good Lord. Insane. Good Lord. This, like, there was, I just couldn't with this. This story was just like, he did what? And then he did, he just wasn't, he wasn't even smart enough to try to, um, even try to get away with it. I mean, they, like, do you not realize people can trace your computer and find that you have this blog? And this blog was just filled with all sorts of, you know. But crazy if he stuff. wouldn't have killed his fiance, he probably oh, would have gotten away with it 100%. for the rest of his yeah. life. Yes, because even though he was spouting off and talking to people about how he blamed the family of this murdered child mm-hmm. for essentially killing his brother with an overdose or whatever, um, they weren't doing anything about it. Right. They weren't reporting any of that information to police, even though there were two murdered babies. Yeah. And this guy was an out and proud gun nut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they were not reporting any of that information. So if he wouldn't have killed his fiance, he probably would still be sitting around Blogging and being a fucking gun nut. Yeah. Right? Yeah, more than likely. I mean. If not, not, you know, would have eventually killed someone else. Yeah. He's a psycho. Yeah. Holy shit. And so many. I remember the resolution. I just remember that um, those two murders being unsolved for so long. And it felt like it dragged on for years and years and years. But it really wasn't that long. Well, and two. They so he was arrested in 2011. They didn't start any type of trial or you know start to go to trial until 2013, which we there have found that that's just how shit drags out in eastern Oklahoma. So apparently. many hearings, sweet Jesus, so many hearings, and um, and even when they first you know wanted to do the combined trial, the judge was like these families have waited long enough like fine yeah um but but, still at the same time i'm like shit if you that is such a large risk that mm -hmm. is such a huge gamble Mm -hmm. to put all three of those together when you're completely aware that if they're acquitted yeah at all i mean one one bad verdict is going to spoil for all of it you know so yeah yikes i know so but it was insane how they were like hey man we've got we know for a fact that you did this more than likely out of revenge right that you're trying to just sound like you're not competent and that you did see two monsters no you saw an opportunity to um avenge your brother's death which is that right, is like so weird. Sick, yeah, that is just, I mean, it's one thing to, like, become Dexter and hunt down drug dealers that are giving out bad shit or whatever, but it's quite another to kill an 11-year-old girl and a 13-year-old yeah, girl for shit that they don't they have, have any nothing. knowledge of. Yeah, they had nothing to do with any of it Ugh. at all. Um, just completely innocent babies. Just they were just wanting to go for a walk and and this. So I don't even want to call him crazy because that's making it no. sound like he had an issue. Like no. he was just a monster. Yeah, he was a monster. Just if you can shoot little girls thirteen times, yeah, you're a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. Period. Just, 
really sad. And I, I could not imagine being the grandparents finding them. Yeah. I just, I didn't realize, maybe I did at the time, I just couldn't let myself process it, that they were so close to the house. Yeah, it was right down the, the road. Yeah. Because I remember some news, it might have been people, I'm not really sure, did like an aerial view mm. of where the bodies were found in comparison to where the house is. Mm-hmm. And they put like X's at both. And it's like right, right there. there. Yeah. 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 And so it makes you wonder, like, in the country, if a gun goes off... You can hear it forever. You hear it. Yeah. In the country, if you've got a Glock 40 with a um, homemade silencer, probably not going to hear that. No. And so, did, is that what they determined, is that he used a silencer or nope, what? They never determined that. That was never in any reports. He but, just bragged about being able to yeah. make one and stuff. Yeah. But it makes you kind of wonder. Like, this is my whole, like... How? How did no one hear it? How did they not? Which, also, when you're in the country, you hear random gunshots. True. Too, because there's always but people out is... plinking and... Yeah. You know. I don't know. 13? In the middle of June the day, or whenever like, it was. Afternoon, 13 gunshots going off. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he used two different weapons, so... I don't know. Oh, he's just uh, just a monster. Yeah, this case ruins me. Yeah. Or ruins. Yeah. Me too. But I just hope, ugh, I hope their families are able to At see. At least have some, clo- some sort yeah, of peace. They, yeah, have closure for it and um, just know that a ton of people, you know, I mean, it, it affected a lot of people. Yeah. So, but you know what? Country kids are still going to be free range. Oh, yeah. That's just how. That's, that's just how, how that it works. Is. Yep. God, I loved free range childhood. <laughs> it was so fun. Anyways. But nope. anyway, so that is the sad um, story of Miss Skyla Whitaker, Taylor, Pascal Placker, and Ashley Taylor. Ugh. So. What a terrible end to our eastern Oklahoma Oakmulgee. Yeah. Extravaganza. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. It was in, it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Heavy stuff. That was rough. Yeah. But we're fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. So. We're doing fine, Oklahoma. We're doing fine, Oklahoma. (laughs) Good job, Shai. Oh, thanks, Shan. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.